The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kubule Agbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. Kule Agbayani and Paul Brecht. Happy game day. Whoa, this is the start of a very next few days leading into Christmas. Although it is weird, like I, I mentioned, that there is no Christmas. So we won't spend too much time. Probably towards the end of the show, we'll talk about some of the games going on today at the Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic as that tips off today. So hope to see you guys there uh, later this evening to watch the University of Hawaii men's basketball game. Also at 11 a.m. today, the women's basketball team is playing at UCLA, so you can watch that on the UCLA live stream as well. But first, one of the reasons why it feels like we're jumping on a little bit early is because we have a lot to talk about with Hawaii football's early signing class. Mahalo to Dane Fujinaka, HPU baseball head coach, for joining us in studio yesterday, so we didn't really make too much mention of early signing day, but a lot of prospects came in. 14 to be exact. And the quick breakdown is eight signees are on the offensive side of the ball, six on defense, seven signees are from here, the state of Hawaii, four signees are from the Ninth Island. So they're from Hawaii too, <laughs> including, of kind course, of 11. kind of, including uh, quarterback Micah Alejado, which you heard Chaz on tie in his sports report right before we jumped on. You know, national champion Bishop Gorman, a high school quarterback. Eight signees play in the trenches, five on the defensive line, and three on the offensive line, five offensive skill positions. So just to go through all of the signees, it's it's awesome. Like, this is, we, we've been saying it a lot. You know, shout out to Timmy and his staff, of course, for still continuing to bring in solid players in this early signing class despite everything that seems to be working against them from anything from the stadium to NIL to just all the things that they have to deal with, even just going far, traveling far to even recruit these players in person. Shout out to Timmy getting a good mix, as we mentioned, of homegrown talent and some Juco transfers and just all around awesomeness. So uh, from top to bottom, we'll start off with some of the Hawaii players. Uh, Frank Kahoa Abru, 6'4", 200-pound tight end from Kamehameha Schools, Maui. Nazaya Carvalho, 6'2", 223 pounds defensive end out of Eva Beach and Punahou High School. Alika Kavako Amoy, 5'11", 207 linebacker out of Waimanalo and also another Punahou school kid. Uh, Tui Muti, 6'4", 295-pound offensive lineman. I love that size so much. From Laie. He's a big boy. <laughs> and out of Punahou High School, Joshua Tavui, 6'3", 290 offensive lineman out of Eva Beach and Campbell High School. Tristan Waimanalo Galindo, 6'3", 220-pound defensive and out of Waianae and a Kamehameha School's Kapalama grad, Noah Wai- Wiley, 6'2", 195-pounder out of La Ie and St. Louis High School. And as we mentioned, Micah Alejado. I put him kind of in the middle of the transition from the Hawaii kids to, I to, like the, con- to the continent kids because he, he's half and half. So Micah Alejado, 5'10", 160-pound quarterback out of Las Vegas and Bishop Gorman High School, the national champs. Jarvis, I still <laughs> So this... Excuse me as I chuckle because his nickname, we still need to ask him in person because I am not convinced that it is Dino. It, it's written down as D-I-N-O, Jarvis Dino Heimuli, 6'3", 190-pound wide receiver out of Fort Worth, Texas, Ulysses Trinity High School, and the younger brother of current wide receiver, uh, Pafele Ashlock. But so, <laughs> quick quick little side note. We've been going back and forth. I see people like Savannah Ryer and everyone, when they talk about uh, Heimuli, they put the little dinosaur emoji. So I'm like, oh, okay, so his nickname must be Dino. And then Timmy Chang in the press conference yesterday, which we will play for you in just a little bit, he says Dino. So I'm like, I need to find out what it is because <laughs> I like Dino. Dino just I, sounds cool. You so know? I immediately texted Kuule yesterday yeah. <laughs> as soon as, so I was at the, the, Timmy Chang presser and as soon as he said Dino instead of Dino I it wasn't like I, I texted Kule I'm almost like breaking news yeah 
was like, wait, 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 wait. This is how Timmy Hold. said it. I'm like, hmm, okay. I mean, we it's, will not ask, like I, it's not like I don't believe Timmy. But we will ask the why source Why do you himself. use a dinosaur emoji? It's just like GIF and JIF. You know, GIF stands yep. for graphic, but then people for pronounce it GIF, like the G. So like I'm the like, wait, that, that doesn't, yeah, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Anywho, I digress. Uh, next up, Armando Lewis Jr., 6'3", 198 pound wide receiver out of Chicago, but a Canyon Springs high school grad, which is in Nevada, which uh, there is a very, very interesting um, and touching story in a way about Armando Lewis, which we will share with you a little later in this show, uh, Alvin Puefua, 6'4", 320-pound defensive lineman out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and West High School, J. Ta'ala Harris, 6'2", 270, offensive lineman out of Long Beach, California, and Lakewood High School, Christian Vaughn, 5'11", 215, running back out of Las Vegas, and Desert Oasis High School, but he is one of the Juco transfers out of Butte College. And last but certainly not least, Dion Washington, 6'2", 290-pound defensive lineman out of Las Vegas, Shadow Ridge High School, and that's the transfer from Nevada who Timmy and Coach Sheffield are very, very familiar with. And, whew, man, that was, that was fun. <laughs> it, it was a really cool day. So wow. we're in the holiday season, right? Yesterday was Christmas coming early for Hawaii football fans, whether it be being able to keep so many local boys home and talented local yeah, boys at that. That's the key, right? Talented. Like many of these guys rated it in the top 15 uh, recruits in the class of 2024 in the state of Hawaii. A lot of them really passionate about wanting to stay home and put on for the state. It's something that Timmy Chang and his staff has really pushed since they took over. And imp- very importantly so... It seems that players and recruits are buying into that culture, are buying into that environment that they want to be there. They want mm-hmm. to be a part of something. And especially in today's day and world, and you said we'll get to Timmy Chang's presser from yesterday, and he touched on this a little bit. In today's day and world, it is very difficult to recruit, to get the players you want. And there are different challenges that are in the playing field that weren't necessarily there five to ten years ago, they're recruiting the right people and they are recruiting the right players at the same time. And that is incredibly important for a program like Hawaii that the resources aren't necessarily that of Georgia, Alabama, those SEC schools, the Big Ten schools, even any of those Power Five schools. Even when you're competing with the middle to lower tier in terms of resources with the Mountain West, they're doing an awesome job. So on day one of the early signing period, this signing class is awesome. We also, there's one more guy that didn't sign apparently yesterday. Which, technically, it's not like it's a one day only sale. It is going. It's so the there are two early more signing period right so. today and tomorrow yeah. for high school, and then I believe it's to the fifteenth for it's something long for June, Juco. Yeah, yeah, the January fifteenth. I should say yeah. I have it actually written down to my yeah. left, but you know who who would look that way. Um, <laughs> All right, well, but yeah. Without further ado, let's hear from Timmy Chang first and what he had to say following the announcement of all the early signees. The 2024 early signee class, uh, it's a special group of guys. That's really, uh, that's really what I can, um, that's how I can sum it up is that they're a special group of guys. Uh, it started back in, it started back in June for us and, and getting some local commits and, uh, you know, guys wanting to be here and want to represent the state and and that's what's that's what our program's built on, and and so uh, we're we're very very appreciative, very happy uh, to get guys from you know all over, um, and then and then going out and getting some uh, getting some specific guys from the from from across the 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 country, junior college, uh, high school, and uh, and transfer, uh, I think uh, really did well for us. And um, when when you know these guys are going to fit right in uh, to what we do, you know I'm excited to have them and uh, for them to be a part of this. You have a lot of a big big group right now in the in the early period, but a good chunk of local boys talk about that and and being able to bring 
in kind of a big wave of, of local players. And then um, a couple guys like, say, like Micah, who has local ties here, but is, is from Vegas and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, um, Cahoa Brew, Z Cavario, Alika, you know, Tui, you know, Josh Tavui, uh, Tristan Galindo, uh, Noel Wiley. Uh, you know, those are those are really good football players. And um, for us to have uh, to keep them home and 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 for them to be part of this uh, this brotherhood, uh, you know, I'm excited for them and their growth um, within our within our system, within our program uh, for years to come. Uh, you know, you know, guys like Micah, uh, you know, we you know, he's 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 a he's a local boy that that went away for opportunity and and he comes back to us and, you know, his time away. uh you know, really had a lot of growth and and played a big role in a in a big program success. Um, you know, finished the year without an interception, uh, led his team to a national title. I mean, he's a big time recruit, and so you know, we can't wait to get him in our system and um and then him throwing the ball around. But then we also got guys that uh you know like Dino, who's uh, Ash Ashlock Profile's brother, and and he's gonna be special. Um, you know, you got a hundred and three hundred meter hurdle champ. Uh, Dino, you know, is a two sport athlete, unique individual, big guy that can run. Um, and uh, and he'll be special. Um, but you know, we got some really good players, and and uh, you know, it's diverse. Um, you know, we we got a lot of guys returning off of this roster coming back, and so for us to um. For us to um have these guys join, you know, the guys that been putting in work for the last two years, I think is going to be special. Yeah, from the time um, the season ended um, to now, so about a few weeks. Um, how opening has that been um, from an NIL and transfer portal perspective? Um, you know, just this new age of college football where you know it seems like no player is safe, kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's um. I think it's I think it is it's ruining college football, you know, to watch these guys jump teams and jump ships. Uh, you know, there was a pride in walking into a, a house and 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 talking to parents and telling them what type of program you're building. And and now you're telling the you're telling a you're telling a, a student athlete, you know, how great your place is and and what you're gonna accomplish here. And what's happening is that uh now you now you're you're dealing with sh- with agents and anybody can be a street agent. Anybody can be a a guy that contacts your your guy in in a social media direct message nowadays and and try to sell him on on going into the portal and telling him of all the opportunities that they can make for him. And that's not really the case, you know. Um, you know, we sit at a round table inside that room across the way and we make decisions what's best for the team. And um, and no matter what type of agent or person that you have that says that they can do this for you and do that for you. The the one thing they can't do is they can't play the game for you and they can't make decisions for me or my staff on what happens in their future. And so um, it's kind of the, it's a, it's a way of how it's going right now. Um, I don't see it. I don't see it being sustainable because anybody can call your, your player and try to get them to jump in the portal and leave your team. And, you know, where does that lead your team? And, and you know, how does that fit into school and all the other things that we preach about, um, you know, about about being student athletes and, and, and doing school and connecting school and having the grades and all these other things when there's a whole nother world of money and and things that are happening within your football programs across the country. One thing about our recruiting is that um, I, I, we don't waver. We, we we want people that want to be here. And so for us, um, uh, it, it kind of eliminates a lot. Uh, I think you guys heard me say these these things before, but that's what, it was really that's what it comes down to. Um, you know, I think we're right now we're, you know, we brought in eight guys in, the, in, in this last December. We signed seven out of the eight and we're waiting for the last one to come in. And, you know, um, but the reason why we can have such a high – a high uh, percentage of guys that we bring in and signing is that, you know, we, we, we take out all the, the, we take out all the extra, 
you know, all the extra things that are going on that we don't control. You know, we just we we, we start with the guys that want to be here. And if you want to be here, you're going to play here. And you want to play here, you're going to do better. Um, but if you're wondering and you're, you're thinking about wanting to go somewhere else and and you want to play somewhere else, you know, we're, we're thousands of miles away from from our next opponent. And, you know, it's it is what it is. And so but we take out all the the. The, the thinking out of this recruiting process and we start with guys that want to be here. And so all these guys, you know, you know, Abru, Alejado, Caval, Cavallo, you know, Cavacamoy, uh, Emuli, Lewis, Muti, Harris, uh, Tavui, Vaughn, Galindo, Washington, Wiley. They wanted to be here. And and that's what that's what that's what we want. We want guys that want to be in this program and uh and 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 represent this state. And that's what it's about. I know. I know you um, uh, really got into uh, recruiting early. Got, you made a lot of offers early, probably in the spring and uh, in the, in the, in the summer. What was it like trying to hold on to these guys and continuing to recruit and and and, and the shifting of uh, whether guys um, still being offered or not? You know, we 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 really control what we can. Um, you really build a program to control what you can. You know, and 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 that's and that's the way that you got to roll. Like you know, you don't you don't control things that you can't control. And that's how I look at them. And you know, you gotta you gotta control the things that you can that you that you that you're that that you can. You can't you got you gotta make sure that your relationships are strong with these guys. Um, you gotta make sure your culture's strong. Um, and and you gotta make sure that uh that you believe in what what you're building. And and your relationships that you build with your players, and but uh, but during a time like this, yeah, it's uh, it's a free for all. And so, one thing that we 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 pride ourselves on is uh, you know, our brotherhood and our loyal our loyalty for each other, and our and, and what we're gonna do uh, for the guy next to us. In particular, it looked like you spent a lot of time on Alejado. Um, were you ever worried um, when when he he started? I don't know. Posting things, he probably expanded on his postings. No, um, you know, Michael. Michael's been solid with us uh, since June, and um, you know, we 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 spent a lot of time because he's very valuable. Um, you know, we think that you know he's going to lead. He's going to lead our program one day. Um, you know, and he's a great quarterback. And anytime you got great quarterbacks, uh, you know, the probability of you winning games goes up. And so. Uh, we really believe in him and his skill set, and uh, we want us we wanted to give him the attention uh, that he needed so that we can we can get him landed here. Hey, coach, uh, just kind of picking back off what you mentioned. Um, I guess you could say that that's kind of what the recruiting uh, pitch as far as getting guys out here in Hawaii. But as you're going through your early early signing day, and, and I know it's exciting for you, you guys went up since three in the morning and whatnot. Um, what do you feel has been the biggest need uh, for the team, especially coming off of a five and eight season? You guys have strictly just been getting through, um, you know, going through a list of players that you guys need, you know, especially after the season. You're always going to want to need something, right? And so I really need the core group of our guys to come back healthy and and get ready to play some ball. You know, that's where that's where it starts with. It's you know, you mentioned five and eight season, and uh, you know, three and you know, three and what, ten season the, the year before. You know, those are all those those are taking cracks. You know, for 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 two years now, and so it really starts with the guys that that built this thing. And um, I can't wait to see those guys. I can't wait to start this off season with those guys. Um, that's where it really starts. And then you know, all these guys that we brought in, you know. You know, a couple of them are going to be immediate impact guys like Deion Washington, who I recruited out of out of Las Vegas and had a great relationship with. I mean, you're talking about a six two kid, you know, at two sixty five. He's a state champ in wrestling and runs the eleven seven hundred meter at, at two hundred sixty five pounds. You know, I keep a relationship with that kid. And, and now he's coming to play his last two years. You know, a lot of these guys right here, all, a lot of them are going to develop. And, you know, I called all of them this morning and I said in four years five years you're you're going to be very happy about where these guys are at and and how special this class is um but you know it all start it all starts with our guys that that uh that that we have in here that uh that believe in me believe in this program believe in our coaches and um 
and it really starts with them and, and how we uh how we're going to be this next year and, and, and the direction that we're going to take this program. And that was University of Hawaii football head coach Timmy Chang following yesterday's early signing class, 14 prospects to be exact, putting ink to paper. So shout out to Timmy and his staff. And a lot of good things were said in there, but we do need to take a quick break. So we will get to talking more about all of the athletes that are new Rainbow Warriors when we come back on Wake Up in the Den. Back to more Wake Up in the Den with Kukule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den. Kukule Agbayani and Paul Brecht talking all about early signing day or the early signing period that began yesterday and the University of Hawaii welcoming 14 new prospects for the class of 2024. Uh, And we just heard from UH football head coach Timmy Chang as he recapped a lot of what was going on. Uh, So again, like I can't, I can't harp on it enough about how good it is to see Hawaii get all of these solid players. As uh, Paul kind of mentioned in the previous segment, seven of the state of Hawaii's top 20 high school prospects, according to 24 seven sports inked with Hawaii, including two of the top 10, which are defensive end Isaiah Carvalho of Campbell High School and defensive end Noah Wiley of St. Louis School. Uh, Carvalho was the consensus top-ranked linebacker in the state while Wiley held offers from a number of Pac-12 schools. So not just, you know, having local boys commit to Hawaii, but some of the top prospects out of the state and of this class are coming and choosing to play for the home state. And just to put it in perspective, USC, as much as, hey, we want to promote USC because we do have their games on this station. But when you look at the resources they have, the money that they have and the Pac-12, well, formal Pac-12 school pretty soon, they are getting a lot of top talent either transfer out or flip their commitments like a like a bunch that I've seen come across social media. So I don't know what's going on there, but there's clearly something and quite a few are actually going to Oregon, ironically. Um, but they want to play with Dylan. Yeah, something's happening over there. And also when you look at Colorado, you know, as much as we love Deion Sanders and I think he was good and is still is good for a program like Colorado where you kind of need some kind of pizzazz to make people remotely interested in your program. And from a business sense, he did help the program last year with all of the sold out and all, yada, yada, yada. But on signing day, they just had like five kids that signed on signing day. And the one five star, I have to look it up. But as of yesterday, he did not sign and he might actually flip his commitment. So you have Coach Prime where it can't even attract some of the top recruits to come play for Colorado. And meanwhile, you know, our little school here, Hawaii, with no resources, no Coach Prime compared to these power five schools essentially no money, no stadium. And yet Timmy is continuing to be true to the message and everyone's starting to buy in. And I just want to make sure that everyone is well aware. And for the most part, I feel like collectively the the state and fans are very, very supportive of Timmy Chang, but we just need to get through maybe the few naysayers that are, you know, we want to, we want to keep it positive. We get it. We have issues to deal with, but look at what Timmy is continuing to do and his, and his staff. Like, you know, Timmy is a piece of it. You have Coach CB, who he's a big reason why we get a lot of these Ninth Island kids coming in to play for Hawaii as he was coaching there for a very, very long time. So credit to their staff. Our girl, Savannah Ryer, who does her thing on OVs. It's her time to shine. And she She's clearly superstar. did. Like, like I know we're, we're chuckling, but she really is a superstar. Mm-hmm. What what a grab by Timmy Chang and the rest of the, the program to bring her on over because the social media presence that she brings and the positivity that she brings along with the program is especially important during these rebuilding days as well and these reloading days as mm-hmm. well. Because now you're seeing this kick-butt recruiting class come in and then it's only going to get even more fun, even more exciting because once the wins pile up, then it's more than just two of the top ten. Then you're starting to talk about, hey, maybe we can keep some of these top five guys home. Because 
we got a top three offensive lineman in this class for um, the state of Hawaii. That's pretty good. Obviously, Rustin Young, by the way, shout out Rustin, who overtook the top spot in uh, 247's rankings in the state of Hawaii, uh, passing Preston Talmua, who was at number two. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hi, the... the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which we, yeah, which we'll tell you where all those guys landed in uh, a little bit later in this show. But but or behind those two guys who are going to Power Five schools, who are you know, congratulations to them, enjoying themselves, uh, a really nice signing day as well. Behind that, you get the third best offensive line prospect according to a recruiting service. By the way, this is it, it doesn't tell you how these kids will perform at the college yeah. level. It is only projections. But that's awesome, man. And I know Coach Chang talked about not necessarily aiming for a position group during his presser, but it is very clear that the coaching staff had their eye on the trenches and their eye on getting bigger, badder, and stronger with their recruits coming on in because they got a lot of guys who can rush the quarterback. They brought in two really awesome defensive tackles, one in Dion Washington, who's already played at the mm-hmm. college level, and one in Alvin Puefua, who is the top defensive line recruit in the state of Utah. Who you heard it? Some of those guys are gonna contribute early, and some of them are gonna need to develop. Those are two guys who I, it wouldn't surprise me at all are main key cogs in that defense next year. And then, like I said before, you get the third best offensive lineman in the class in the state of Hawaii not to mention some other really big boys <laughs> to compete and come join a line that started to figure it out as the year closed this year as well. It's it's exciting because they're they're getting tougher, getting back to the bad boy mean Hawaii football yeah. along with, you know, the run and shoot that's super pretty for fans to watch as well. Yeah, and with the run and shoot, what do you need? The quarterback. So I'm not going to put the pressure on and say uh, Micah is going to be QB1 from the beginning and he's going to do well, yada, yada, yada. But it does say a lot for Hawaii, again, to land a quarterback that did this well in high school. And Micah Alejado, again, went to Bishop Gorman, the state champion Bishop Gorman, and I believe collectively like the best high school team in yeah, the state, according I don't know to Max how Preps. Max Preps does it, but I don't know, but they're apparently they're the national champions in terms of... They yeah. were... They played a they played very really, good schedule. Yeah. They're up there with your modern days and your other schools. Sorry yeah. that I don't know you off the top <laughs> yeah, of my head okay. right now. We but only know Kahuku. It, it's like Centennial <laughs> something. Yeah. But either way, like it was a really big recruit to bring in Micah Alejado and, and that Bishop Gorman group of, of players that they continue to try and dip into. It's nice to see them really secure this one because I believe he was also just named the uh, either might have been national player or Nevada player of the year again. Maybe Nevada. He's been he's been back to back state player of the year offensive MVP like he has a laundry list of accomplishments and he is coming to Hawaii. That is a really nice grab especially because we continue to talk about it. It's not necessarily an equal playing field at the college football level anymore. So to grab a good recruit like that, you're happy about it. Very pleased. And this is what Mike Alejado had to say after officially signing with the University of Hawaii. This process definitely, you know, it was great to get it completed. You know, there's a lot of stress going on, you know, just picking the recruiting process. But, you know, being able to go home, be a Rainbow Warrior, put on for the state, is definitely a blessing. You know, me and my family are really excited to get down there, you know, show what I can do. You know, born in the islands, you know, growing up there, that's the place I love, you know. With the Hawaii on the chest, you know, you take pride in that, you know, you take pride in the state, representing it well. You always want the best representation of it. So going home, putting it on my, putting it on my chest, you know, being a rep it, being able to put on for the state, I'm really excited, and, yeah. What was it about the, uh, the offense and the coaching staff uh, that, that made you want to move to Yeah, I with the coaching staff, you know. Every visit I took down there and every talk that I've had with them, they've been very known, you know, they're always there for me, you know. The, the environment around down there is a family environment. No matter what, where you come from, whatever you have, you know, the family environment is really big there. You know, they all take care of you and stuff. And then down to the offensive part, Coach Timmy's runner suit, I think, is established his own name for himself, you know. Coach Timmy's been able to break records in the offense and been able to make his name, you know, college football great in that offense, so I'm really excited to get down there being in the part of the offense. So 
So what's the dream when you think about uh, what you want to accomplish in the islands? You know, what does that look like? Yeah, the dream obviously is you bring the winds back to Hawaii. You know, you know, I grew up around a time where Hawaii was, you know, the stadium would be sold out. You can hear it from miles away, the stadium. So being able to go there, being able to do that, you know, bring bring pride back to the island and stuff. And, you know, hopefully trying to break Coach Timmy's records too and put my name in that kind of book too, yeah. <laughs> and that was Bishop Gorman, quarterback Micah Alejado following his official signing to the University of Hawaii in yesterday's early beginning of the early signing period. It goes some big shoes to fill, Micah, but I, I enjoy the confidence and coming in and trying to break any of Timmy Chang's records. But it's a good hey, goal. that is a that is a very, very, very good goal. And what better place to play than to learn under the guy that set all those records at the University of Hawaii and it was a very good quarterback when he like you said grew up in that time which I'm like did he I don't know Micah seems a little young to grow up in the time of Timmy Chang I, I have no idea because <laughs> I was like in middle school I think when Timmy was my so. semblance I don't, of... I don't think Micah was born <laughs> maybe not maybe not Timmy Chang but I'm sure he yeah, enjoyed some Brennan. really an enjoyable Hawaii run and shoot years um even so but yeah, I, I hope he does break the records, except I, I'm I feel good saying he won't break the interceptions record. Yeah. That's something Micah might be able to teach Timmy. because um, I know, you know, Micah only threw four interceptions his whole co- or, uh, high school career. And I know high school and college are different, but you know, I don't know. Zero interceptions his senior Zero year. Against very competitive pretty teams, so that does seem Only pretty good. Only picking, of course. Yeah. Timmy by can th- slang that thing all by over. By the way, my apologies. I should definitely reference and credit that that audio is courtesy of Rob DeMello and his squad at KHON2 Sports, who they were very, very active and busy yesterday. So be sure you go to KHON2.com and check out their sports page because they have a bunch of audios from not, not just recruits that signed with Hawaii, but also some of the early signees that you know, put ink to paper through some of the top recruits in the state, including a couple that we talked about briefly in Rustin Young and Preston Taumua. So when we come back, we will tell you where all of those top recruits landed yesterday when we come back on Wake Up in the Den. Wake Up in the Den with Kuule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to all of you, the beautiful list of all the beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. Kule Agbayani alongside Paul Brecht. And we're talking all about the beautiful thing that is football. Especially because, you know, the University of Hawaii, we're not in a bowl game. So it's okay. It's, it's, it's a nice little Christmas treat that we can get excited for next season as the early signing period has begun. A couple of notes, though, before we uh, kind of let you know where some of the other players uh, ended up that local players where they ended up. I want to um, make note about one of the recruits I said I was going to tell you guys about in the beginning and I didn't want to forget. So uh, Armando Lewis Jr. has a like a s- unfortunate story, but but nonetheless, he comes to the University of Hawaii. So as I mentioned, to start off the show, he's originally from Chicago, but while they were living in Chicago, his brother at the time, 21, was shot and killed while sitting on the family porch. And then um, the following spring, his other brother, who was 19 at the time, was shot in his car. So that prompted their mother to move the family to southern Nevada, which is why he went to high school there in Nevada. And it, she says she took her son to therapy sessions after his brothers were killed. And he tends to keep his emotions bottled up. But the mental health professionals insisted that he was doing fine so any emotions that he has he kind of lets it out on the field Uh, another interesting thing is you know Armando Lewis is also a two-time state track champion in the 110 meter hurdles so that says a lot in terms of what his speed will be on the football field and considering that he's not just running straight I mean the hurdles are no joke like you actually have to do multiple things than running really really fast so but wide receiver and this was the probably the most interesting thing so at Canyon Springs his high school he was a wide receiver and he caught the eye of the Hawaii coaches because the coaches were actually there looking at another player on the other team (laughs) and then they kind of took notice of 
Armando Lewis because he just made a play like a one-handed catch like over the player of the other team that they were actually recruiting at the time and then eventually offered him a scholarship and uh, you know he said he wanted to come to Hawaii because he felt the instant family feel which we definitely harp on so after feeling that he felt like this is where he wants to be he said there is so much love in the program and I can't wait to get there so I just wanted to make sure I shared that story with all of you guys it is via the Las Vegas Sun so it's one of the future stories on the Las Vegas Sun if you want to read the full story but I mean, excited to have this kid. Can't believe the type of journey he's already been on so far at such a young age. But yeah, what better place for a kid like that to end up in, you know, where he and I I had retweeted the story. And, you know, I said, welcome to our Ohana and with the prayer hands emoji, because that's something again, I feel like a broken record. But I it's it's important to realize that in this world of NIL and money, money, money. There are still players out there that are just looking for that something special. And I think if Hawaii can continue to harp on that, we are that something special. We're different. You literally play for the state. Like it's the only football program where you play entirely for the state because we're the only show in town. And players like that, I feel like, and the article even says, he could end up being one of the steals of this signing class because he's that type of athlete. And even if he had other offers, I think he could have potentially still chosen to want to play in Hawaii because of everything he's been through and what Hawaii feels like for players such as that are have maybe gone through some of these struggles like Armando Lewis. So I hope, I encourage all of you, I mean, obviously we're cheering for all of the players, but just wanted to make sure I share that story with anyone about one of our newest signees. I was really happy when you shared that yesterday because it is a powerful story. Like it really is powerful. And if if you're an avid listener to this station, you know that family is everything to both of us here. And I mean, it, it's a common quality here in Hawaii in general, which mm-hmm. like you said, it's part of the reason that Lewis Jr. was able to feel that connection. And sometimes you get lucky if you are the Hawaii coaching staff and you're just in the right place in the right time. That's the craziest part of it. And at the end of the day, it's just nice to see what college sports has always been. And you heard Timmy Chang talk a little bit about it where they're trying to recruit the right kind of people. They're trying to recruit the people who their message gets through to and their message holds weight with still and that I don't want to speak to anyone's character because that is not fair. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the people who are valuing their situation over promises of money and, and the the big bright lights, sometimes they end up a lot happier and a lot further than they may have should they have just chased the green. And in this case, you still get to wear a pretty cool color <laughs> hey, green. You still get, he looks good in green. He was wearing the Hawaii sweater and a Hawaii hat at his signing. He looks really good and with a big smile on his face. So we're happy to have him. The other interesting thing in this article is that there's talk of him potentially lining up as a receiver and safety in the same game. So, so both sides of the ball type of player. I thought that was fascinating to see. You mentioned his athleticism and why that could make him one of the steals of this class. And that was kind of one of my thoughts early on because I thought they were bringing him in to be a defensive back. Obviously, you have a, a pretty good amount of talent in there, but even so, you need to look to the future. So when they talked about him being a wide receiver, that excited me because... That was where my mind immediately went was, oh, could he be our two-way player? Could he, you know, you you have Travis Hunter over at Colorado, and I would never put that type of expectation on Armando Lewis Jr. But, you know, it's fun to think about the, the things that he could do because of the talent that he possesses. And like you said before, just such an easy kid to to root for. Uh, an incredibly tragic story, nothing you would ever wish upon Mm -mm. somebody, but it's awesome to see the success that has come from it, and hopefully it's for Hawaii's benefit as well, 
maybe even on both sides of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and it will be interesting if he ends up playing on both sides. So as I mentioned earlier, so the coaching staff was actually there at the Canyon Springs game to scout a four-star recruit from the opposing team. Lewis had a one-handed catch for a touchdown and later soared above three defenders, including that prospect, for a catch. But also, he just started playing football as a junior. So he mostly played basketball. Ayo, basketball. Like his brothers. Yeah. Mostly played basketball like his brothers and ran track until joining the football team last year as a junior. (laughs) So mostly basketball and track, joins the football team, gets a scholarship, and is going to come to play for the University of Hawaii. I mean, that's an incredible story already. I'm excited to see what the future has in store for this kid. Oh, my goodness. It's almost like more sec, though, right? In terms of just being fresh to the sport, very much so right before college. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily the life story that obviously both of them have incredible Mm -hmm. (laughs) life stories. But, yeah, I don't know. It's cool to continue seeing good people with interesting life stories at least as a writer i like to see that too because i don't know i'll talk to lewis after he drops 152 touchdowns (laughs) and a pick in one game after we you know win the mountain west next year and it'll be super fun yeah and how everyone will be talking about how that was the steal of the this 2024 class that true freshman hawaii was there right place right time to scout now i'm curious to see if that other player that they were looking at if they're one of the right was he is he coming in (laughs) did they did they forget about that kid now they're like yeah we like this kid better we got one scholarship i'm gonna gonna have to ask the off the record question maybe for (laughs) one of the like i'm curious now if that player is coming in or not because that would be kind of funny if like they end up on the same team or if lewis jr just essentially stole that kid's spot. spot That's what happens. That is what happens. But happy to have not only him, but all of the recruits coming in. And we still got the regular signing period that comes in February. So this is just, again, that's the early Christmas present. And the job is not done for this these coaching staff. Even locally, a lot of players, you know, haven't signed away yet. I do want to make note of one player we mentioned earlier with Mike Alejado about player of the year. So, potentially in the state of Nevada, but the Max Preps 2023 Hawaii High School Football Player of the Year is Mililani's Tristan McMillan. Woo! <laughs> I had to make sure I made note of that, that Tristan yeah, McMillan. You're Trojans over there. Yeah, yeah, just... It's cool. It's cool. It's, it's cool. cool. It's cool. It's cool. So, no. Very well deserved, <laughs> by the way. He, he was amazing. Again, they... Oh, Kahuku just squeaked by that state championship win. Also also well-deserved by the Kahuku Red Raiders. Incredible but, game. But Keeney McMillan, I mean, this season, especially in the OIA championship game and then in the state championship game, he it just pure eye test. I mean, that kid is on a different level. So uh, happy that he's getting this national recognition again. 2023 Max Preps Hawaii High School Football Player of the Year. Quarterback out of Midilani High School. Treston, a.k.a. Kinney McMillan. All right, let's get to where some of the other local players end, ended up. It, it's funny because I think of like the flashbacks of the story, like with Anelu Lafayette and his video of where he was choosing to go and, you yeah. know, kind of got our hopes up with making it feel like he was going to follow in the footsteps of his dad, Mike Lafayette, who, by the way, is the new football head coach at Farrington High School, so returns to his alma mater as the head coach. But <laughs> Anelu did officially sign his letter to the University of Wisconsin and will actually enroll in January, so he's already getting ready to go up there. Kudos to him. I mean, incredible player, incredible human. I remember I met him maybe when he was with his, he came to his, with his dad to an event maybe a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago at this point. My goodness, you already knew that kid was going to play Division One football because he is like built he like looks a football like a, player. Looks like a D1 player. He's yeah. also, like you said, a, a good human being. I don't necessarily know him as personally as you may, but I do see him on Twitter quite often. And even after his recruiting process is over, he is working hard for his friends mm-hmm. and for other local athletes who are still putting out their highlights. He's adding Timmy Chang. He's adding the college yeah. coaches saying, hey, check this guy out. Best, you know, back in the state, best whatever. Like, just good dude to try and help out fellow Hawaii football players get to the next level, play, continue their college football career and whatnot. So 
exciting to see him officially sign and man that it's the Big Ten they are going to see a lot of Hawaii oh my gosh uh, it's Hawaii it's boys next year it's insane how many guys are going up over there and and yeah shout out to Mike Lafaele I think the the running joke so far is because so he has I believe six kids and only that all only one boy. So at least he got one, the one boy, you know, doing very, very well in football. So he's 100 percent in terms of the, the he, he boy got, that he had. He got, got a good one. football player there and, you know, never, never actually like pushed his son at a young age to play football. Just he, happened to go. Yeah, that it way. just went that way. Ended up, you know, working really hard and is doing really well. So a couple of other players. This is interesting because we've seen this a lot. We talked about earlier about USC players or former players either leaving or flipping their commitments another interesting one and this is why coaching is so important and coaches mean a lot to these players you had local players in uh Punahou's Kekai Burnett and Rustin Young as we mentioned they were committed earlier in the summer to Oregon State but they had changed their commitments to Michigan State to follow the former head coach of Oregon State Jonathan Smith to Michigan State so if Anyone ever thinks that it's only about the money or whatnot? It's a lot of these players, and that's not just those players. We've se- I've seen a lot of things come through where a lot of Oregon State commits have flipped and will follow that coach to Michigan State. So he clearly has something going on and and the plan. So yeah, I mean, it goes back to what Coach Timmy was talking about, right? You're you're trying to sell recruits and their parents on the program that you're building you can't go on those false promises and you know uh, of nil and whatever because like you've heard before coaches can't get involved with nil stuff that's out of their realm so for them they have to talk about the program what the program can do for you as a human being and in that sense you've seen it especially here in hawaii that means and carries a lot of weight so not surprising to see them flip their commitments from the Beavers to the Spartans up in East Lansing. So, like I said, those uh, those Big Ten boys, because Michigan State, you also got, what, Nebraska too, right? Mm-hmm. With Preston Taumua officially signing to Nebraska, going out there and joining Dylan Raiola, who is going to be their quarterback over there, flipping his commitment as well from Alabama. As we kind of joked yesterday or the other day, it's like, nah, Alabama will be just fine without Dylan Raiola. <laughs> so going over to Nebraska, playing for the Cornhuskers. And it reminds me of a funny story when we went to go do that Waipahu game, um, our first OIA football game of the season. And you and I, I remember, Paul, we were like sitting there trying to figure out, okay, where's Preston? Where's Preston? Because he was at IA, but we we're trying to see where he was. And we're like, I don't know, though, like they're warming up, right? We couldn't find his number. And we're just like, oh, that I don't think these kids are big enough. And then when I went on the football field and went to the Waipahu sideline, I was like, oh, my goodness, I found Preston Tamua. He essentially ble- he was wearing what the coaches were wearing, but he essentially blended in with the coaches because like he doesn't look like the size of a typical high school player so i I just get a a chuckle at that because i'm like yeah he i was like oh there he is like yes it threw me off that he was wearing the coach's type of polo but you would not anticipate that that guy was a high school kid because he is just pure size fits in perfectly at somewhere like nebraska and it'll be very very interesting i told the other half yesterday because and i've told you guys before that we have our friends that live in nebraska so Maybe this season, if not definitely next year, as I actually this not this upcoming season as in 2024, but maybe 2025, might have to make a another trip to go back over to watch a Nebraska home game again. Maybe we'll get credentialed for that because that'll be fun having not True. only Preston, but then also a quarterback with such strong Hawaii ties as well. So, oh, I'm excited. This See, is fun. All of a sudden, the, the stars are aligning here at Hawaii Sports Radio. <laughs> I know some of our, our um, very true to Hawaii fans, though, I know sometimes they don't like to hear it, a lot of these, you know, top recruits going away, and then it makes you think of what the all Hawaii team would look like. And it, <laughs> well, so we it, would kick some butt. <laughs> it goes back to what we started the show with and honestly it's good right a a full circular way to to finish the show out where timmy chang mentioned it three and ten in his first season five and eight last year it's hard to keep top talent home when you aren't winning wins wins 
bring people in. It's mm-hmm. just think about the fans, right? As the year went on, you saw fans less and less start to show up. And then as they ended the year pretty hot, they got a pretty good crowd for their last game. With that said, it's kind of similar with players, right? Where going, 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 you're not going to get the top people. You're not getting the celebrities coming on in until you're winning, you know, seven, eight games a season. You're not getting the the top players to come in until you're looking like you are a perennial powerhouse in the Mountain West. But that's not to say that you can't still recruit. And that's not to say that, once again, these are just high school rankings. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean what happens in college because you can look at some of these guys come two, three years down the line after years in college strength and conditioning programs. All it takes is their bodies catching up with their mentals and all of a sudden they look like NFL prospects. So at the end of the day, rankings don't mean boo. Everything. Yeah. Like it, it really is just kind of semi-projection, hoping to be like, all right, I think this is what it could be. It is not what it will be. And that could go both ways as well. But nonetheless, to get that top talent, you need to start winning. To do that, you need to recruit at that middle tier currently and develop them to that top tier. Yeah. We're going to be okay, guys. I trust. We're going to be good. In Timmy, we trust 100%. If there's anyone that can build this program from the bottom up, it would be Timmy Chang and be able to even be remotely competitive without all the resources and all the stacks, everything stacked against you, it would be Timmy Chang. All right. About 30 seconds left in the show. It's a Diamond Head Classic. Ah! (laughs) So that tips off today. First game is at 10 a.m. Hawaii time at the Simplify Arena at Stan Chef Center between Nevada and Temple. So I want to try to head out to watch that game and see if how Nevada competes against Temple. The University of Hawaii game is this evening at 6 o'clock, and they play Portland. And don't forget Hawaii women's basketball at 11 today. But we got to go. We'll see you at the stand. For Paul, I'm Kule. Mahalo for listening. Bye.